the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. Thank you, Roland J. Thank you for listening to AM630 KSLR. And yes, it's our KSLR Church of the Week where we let you know about the men and women, the saints and the shepherds that will lead right here in San Antonio. We let you hear their heart, uh, let them tell their story. And if you're blessed by them, well, then we hope you get plugged in and, and grow in the faith and grow in the body of, of, of the church here in San Antonio. I'm Baron Wiley, and it is my honor to have back in our KSLR studios uh, the pastor of the Joshua House of Worship on West Martin Street. It's Pastor Mel Keys. Pastor Mel, thank Brother, you for being here. Brother Baron, thank you so much, man. It's an honor as always, always just to spend a little time with you. Thank you for the invite. Well, I don't want to get you wound up too early, but what's the good news today? Well, God is still God, and it doesn't get any gooder than that. <laughs> well said, well said. Well, you know what? You've got a great story, I know, and I'd like to hear a little bit of it because I know that you're not from San Antonio. No, no. In fact, uh, I left home, Brooklyn, New York, at 17. Mm-hmm. I always tell a story. I was a little upset with my mom's rules, so I guess I needed some better rules, and I joined the United States Air Force God and turned you. 18 uh, and while I was at basic training. Mm. And uh, as I say, from the fire into the fire, fire frying yeah. pan uh, to be able to learn, you know, just some things that I was lacking and some disciplines. And I'm, I'm thankful that uh, God moved me here and I've picked up so many incredible experiences since coming to Texas. Got here as soon as I could. Well, that's good. But I want to hear a little bit more about growing up in Brooklyn and what that was like. Oh, my God. Uh, I love Brooklyn. Brooklyn was uh, a place for a kid to really be exposed to some of everything mm-hmm. and everyone. It's a big melting pot, um, concrete jungle, jungle, yeah. if you will. But some of the most beautiful souls you'll meet, yeah. I mean, just souls of wisdom, because they see so much and mm-hmm. things move so quickly that you have to be kind of quick on your feet. Mm-hmm. And I like to tell our kids today that, you know, the things that they're learning now, we were doing much younger ah. back then. So it's kind of like sometimes years ahead, if not decades ahead of a lot of other places because wow. you get exposed to so much mm-hmm. so soon. So that was good, and it was also bad at the same time. Well, did you grow up in the church? I did. I I, I literally became a member at Mount Carmel Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Probably I think I was uh, 11 years young at the time, yeah. but before then my aunt uh, she used to come and get us, and we had a holiness church that we would uh-huh. go to, and that's my first exposure to the church. My my parents, I grew up with my mother and her parents, called a mother and daddy, and 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 in that I was blessed to have three parents in the home, so I couldn't get away with much. But the thing, <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows I tried. But the thing of it is that um, they weren't churchgoers at the time mm-hmm. until I started going and said, take me. And then they became members of the church in Brooklyn uh, at Mount Carmel Baptist Church after I joined. So did you have a salvation experience there? Were you filled with a the joy? Oh, man. When I gave my life to the Lord, 
officially at uh-huh. the age of 11. But let me just say, prior to that, this is the interesting part. Because they ro- they raised me up reading the scriptures. They, they taught me how to pray when I was four and five. Mm-hmm. I can remember those types of experiences. Mm-hmm. I was a young kid that would go and baptize himself. So <laughs> they knew it was about time. <laughs> yeah. There's the cat. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> they knew it was time to get me in the right spot. So once I got into the the local church, I mean, things took took off. But I, I gave my life officially to the Lord. I think it was about 11, and I got baptized by my first pastor, Dr. V. Simpson Turner. Mm. And um, it was a blessing. I mean, it was a newness. It was the joy yeah. bells and all of that. But I still st- stood out like a sore thumb mm. in a lot of my circles. And it was a struggle. Uh, to transition from some of the things um, that needed to change in my life. But God had his hand on me. It's no doubt about that. Well, the military is going to change you too, right? Yeah, uh, they had their hand as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad, glad, so glad for our military that brought you here. I thank you for your service, of Bless course, God. there too. And glad that you stayed in San Antonio. Yes. So why did you stay in San Antonio? But Baron, it, it, God really impressed upon my heart a desire to be in ministry. Mm-hmm. And my church that I became a member of the Joshua Baptist Church at the time. Um, my pastor, he's with the Lord now, mm. uh, Pastor Phillips had become like a father to me, a spiritual father. And in that particular relationship, all the saints at Joshua Baptist Church at the time, they had become my, my, my surrogate family. Mm-hmm. They, they were everything that I needed because I was a transplant. Mm-hmm. I would spend the nights uh, coming from Austin, because I was stationed at Bergstrom, uh-huh. uh, on the weekend I, I I would eat dinner. I would I would spend the nights on a couch. Sometimes I was blessed to have my own bedroom with different members. But it was just <laughs> seriously, it was just I had not experienced anything like that. You know, in New York, you, you don't take the people, strangers especially, mm-hmm. as quickly as they obviously yeah, the do South, here. That's southern hospitality. Yeah. So the thing of it is, it it just caught my heart and. It had such a, an amazing work that it did in my life. I didn't want to leave, and I was being tutored by, in my opinion, one of the most uh, blessed men of God that I knew, that I had ever known. And in that, I, I really wanted to serve as his youth pastor. So oh, when cool. the opportunity presented itself for me to uh, renew my uh, enlistment, I chose not to, but to to separate from the United States Air Force after 10 years and to stay here. Mm, good and that's news. what I did. So you're a youth pastor. Now, when was the first time you got to preach? Well, actually, I didn't become a youth pastor. Oh, okay. I was just doing it unofficially. Gotcha. I mean, well, they sh- they should have probably called me that because we had about 20 kids sometimes yeah. staying at the house nice. and all kinds of backyard <laughs> stuff. They went on vacation with us. And you name it, we did it. So it, it, it was just a joy. We wouldn't trade one moment of it. But I was actually um, um, a, a youth leader. Mm-hmm. I was a a Sunday school teacher, and then my first work in ministry, this was in the early 90s, I became a deacon. Mm-hmm. And I was satisfied to continue to do those things, but God just put this burning desire in my heart. I, I kept having dreams about preaching, and um, I was mm-hmm. writing everything turned into a sermon every time. I, I love to write, right. and, and, and every time I put my pen on paper, it, it was a sermon. Wow. <laughs> if I was in a play or wrote a play, it was a, and I had to deal with that thing, and I went and got counsel. My grandfather's a pastor, mm-hmm. retired pastor, and I, I, I said, you know what? I'm going to take a trip 
where I can just spend some time with the Lord by myself. And, and, and then when I get to Savannah, Georgia, I'll ask Granddaddy some questions I need some, uh-huh. some, some answers to. And between the time I left San Antonio all the way to Savannah, God has already revealed it, himself to me in his calling for my life to preach the gospel. And when I got there, Granddaddy gave me every bit of the confirmation that I needed because God had already spoken. Hallelujah. Hey, we're talking to Pastor Mel Keyes. He's the pastor of the Joshua House of Worship. It's over on West Martin Street, 4748 to be exact. Give me some good directions to the church, Pastor. We're on Martin Street, right between Northwest 24th and General McMullen, across from Rosedale Park. Oh, there you go. I know where that's at. They're good. Uh, Pastor, again, there's so much going on in my head, and we only have a little bit of time. Right. But I want to hear more there. When did you get married? Oh, my God. It's been, well, August will be 27 years. I met my lovely wife, Kendra, there at the church. Yeah, It's a long story on that, but uh, I'll just share. She's a gift from God. Precious, precious, precious soul. Loves the Lord. Loves people. Loves the church. One of the kindest persons you'll meet Mm -hmm. until she's mad at me. (laughs) Well. That's a different. Cut that for me. Exactly. She's not going to hear this issue. No, no, no. Okay. But the thing of it. But the thing of it is... She um, might hear the podcast, but she won't hear the... <laughs> there you go. There you go. But the thing of it is, we're coming up on 27. We were kids. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, she was 19. I was 21 and uh, thought I knew everything. And yeah. she, she raised me the right way. That's right. Good call. Good call. <laughs> well, uh, we were talking about your church there. You start early on Sunday mornings. The first service starts at 8 a.m. Yes. We made a call several years ago knowing... You know, we talk about prayer, but it's one thing to talk about it and something else to do it. So every Monday we have a 530 prayer call, and then we have several times throughout the year that we have prayer experiences, whether it's a prayer walk or a prayer watch where we sometimes may spend the night or sometime to midnight or something of that sort. But every Sunday at 8 o'clock, the saints that we can get Mm -hmm. and gather— We come to the Lord's house to pray, and we're not just praying for ourselves. We're praying for the many things that God has burdened our hearts with. So Mm -hmm. every Sunday starts with 8 o'clock prayer, and then we take a slight uh, 10-minute break. Uh, I think they call it a donut break because that's that's what I see everybody do. (laughs) (laughs) It's not church if you don't have a donut. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And then right after the donut break, we go into our 9.30 Sunday school, which is really a great experience in itself. Do you teach that too? Um, or do you pass, does it go around? Yeah, we have several teachers, yeah. and we have a dynamic superintendent, Deacon, Deacon Michael Duhon, who's doing an excellent job with that, and staff teachers to take care of everything. Every now and then on a special occasion, I might yeah. peek my head in and say, say a word or two. And then right after that, the 11 o'clock worship hour. So take me through 11 o'clock. What happens if I showed up? I'm a first-time visitor. Yes. What happens at 11.01? Well, thank God you've already been Because I'm late. I'm already Yeah, late. you're a little late. You've been <laughs> greeted, thank God, yeah. by, by our brothers who have— uh, met you in the parking lot, our parking mm-hmm. lot ministry. We want to thank God for Brother Kenny mm-hmm. uh, and also Brother Lombard and now Brother Trent and, and, and Deacon Dan. They're meeting you and they're greeting you, and then you're going to meet our ushers, ushers who are going to give you so much love, Sister D and Sister Hattie. And, or maybe it might be a youth Sunday. It might be mm-hmm. met by some of our youth pastors. That's uh, you, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You get the youth involved there yeah, too. Yeah, they 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 do an excellent job. Excellent job. Good, because they're not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. Today, that and, good? That, and that's what we're doing. We're good. we're oh man, they're, they're the heart of our ministry. Really, yeah. to be honest with you, uh, they fire us up, and they think that we're teaching them. But we literally, brother Baron, we gave them an opportunity several months ago to really, I call it their debut for Sunday school. Right, and some of our youth in their 
early teens and late teens were the Sunday school teachers for the adults. So we had them teach the adult class. And they rocked it. Of course it did. I mean, so it was just powerful. So we know what they can do. We know. (laughs) Good news. Okay, so I've been greeted. I've been to the parking lot. The youth showed me in. Deacon showed me in. What happens? Then you're going to hear the praise and worship that's going to start off the service led by none other than Minister Sandy Evans. And she is a, what mm-hmm. I'll call a hymnologist. She she knows her hymns and she brings it into a contemporary mode as well. And with her and some of the other saints who are singing God's praises with melodies in their hearts, they're just going to stir your soul. And that's going to prepare you for the reading of the scriptures from one of our. I'm going to back up for a second because okay. I want to remind you that your place is called the Joshua House of Worship. Yes. So I think you've got your worship on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Phillips was given something from the Lord, I know, right before he passed on. He mm-hmm. changed the name from Joshua Baptist Church to Joshua House of Worship. Mm-hmm. Still maintain ourselves as a Baptist congregation, but when he changed the name, it also kind of changed the some of the attitude? connotation and the oh, attitude. Okay. And we just really have a passion and a desire to spend time in God's presence. Yeah. And we tarry uh, as, as need be to, to make sure that we're not just having a religious moment, mm-hmm. but a spiritual experience. There's no checklist here. No, we can't do that one. Yeah. Good for you. Yes. Okay. So now you take the pulpit here. I imagine you're in a teaching series right now. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I, I love God's word. I'm more of a teacher. Some people say than than perhaps a, a, a preacher as we see so often, but I just love to get into the word. I'm very practical. But the insights that God gives. No, I'm going to stop you. Okay. I've seen you. You preach. <laughs> <laughs> well, it may be up for debate. But 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 the thing of it is, I I but love teacher. Yes, sir. I love God's you're getting the word. word. Yeah, I love God's word. Mm-hmm. I love to make it plain and practical as I can, so that people can take it and not just say I heard a good word today. But my question always is, well, what are you going to do about right, it? Right. Right. What changes are you making? How are you going to go from darkness to light with this thing that you've just been given? God has literally entrusted us with Mm -hmm. something. And I always tell him that the sermon is the least part of God speaking, is what he says to you after the sermon, Mm. the after party Mm -hmm. that you need to really wrestle with. Correct. Because it's just one message to so many different people. But when he speaks to you one-on-one, I call it the real deal holy field. (laughs) <laughs> That's good. That's it. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, what are you in right now, though? What's if I if I what series are you doing? Our series right now, man. I'm telling you, because you know what? All mm-hmm. this week we've been hearing your devotionals at right. uh, seven fifty nine, twelve noon, eleven thirty, yes. and you are talking about well, key insights. That's right. God helped me to see some things in the Book of Ephesians that I think is so worth sharing mm. because it needs to be understood. Mm-hmm. The eyes of our understanding need to be open. So he gives us some key insights, if you will, about our inherited riches. And I'm in Ephesians 1, and it's hard to get out of. I thought that I could at least maybe two messages out of it and then move, because we're going to go through the whole book, and, yeah. and they'll take us at least to November. and um, Of 2020. Yeah, of 2025. <laughs> but uh, the thing of it is, we're really just highlighting some of the things, some of the, the keys, the master keys to the in, inherited riches that he's given. He, mm-hmm. he has made his children so wealthy, and we live sometimes so poorly. Yeah. Well, the word says we're joint heirs. Yes. With who? Yes, Christ. Thank Jesus. you. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a joy to know that. Well, good, good, good. So, has anything uh, since you've, you've been in this? What what new popped out for you in this in this study here? Because I know sometimes yeah. you read the Bible and you can read the same verse a hundred times, and all of a sudden one day you go, "Yeah, I get it." 
One of the things I'm honored by is I'm a part of a, a board. It's called the Community Clergy Advisory Board, and we help to serve in a kind of a liaison capacity between CPS and mm-hmm. the state and the 5,000-plus orphans in the city of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. And we're doing our best to keep it in the forefront and the in the hearts and minds of those who can do something about it in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the children of God, those who have been adopted themselves. Yep. And since we should know what it's like to have been adopted, adopted. then we should be making a difference for those who have that same need. So that's probably one of the biggest insights that God has recently given to me. Awesome. So, all right, so I'm going to put it back on you. What are you, you going to do about it? Yes. Our church, in fact, this coming Tuesday, we have, well. After this airs. Yeah, after this airs, of course. Or before this airs, I'm yeah, sorry. B- before this airs, we have a meeting with one of the local CPS uh, workers. Her mm-hmm. name is Hope Shelton. Yeah. And she, we've partnered with her. Uh, she serves as the liaison for the faith-based community. Okay. And she's doing an incredible job. I want a major shout-out to her and thank her for her work of coming to churches all over San Antonio to help us get involved. And she's walking us through the process to answer the questions. What is it we can do? Because mm-hmm. every church can do something. Mm-hmm. No church should do nothing. Right. Uh, let's see here. Before we started this today, we were talking a little bit about, uh, again, the, the orphans in San Antonio and, and the mission work that, that's happening uh, uh, through your, your ministry there, too, because I know you as an entrepreneur uh, and the mentorship programs that are going on yes. in San Antonio that you're, you're plugged in there. Um, is, is that Were you mentored by anybody growing up there, too? You mentioned your, your grandfather oh, that, that oh you want to honor. I, I have so many mentors that have taken the time to, to leave a valuable, mm-hmm. priceless imprint in my heart and my mind. Uh, I, I'll go back to my, my my favorite Sunday school teacher, Henrietta Tao, who now is on the East Coast, I believe in Virginia area. Mm-hmm. Um, her and Renee, um, there were two Renees. Okay. Uh, my pastor's daughter and then Renee Pittman, senior. We call them senior and junior. They, they bless my heart with their mentorship. These women of God were always at Mount Carmel, always looking out for the youth, always doing something to expose mm-hmm. us and to inspire us. And I don't think that I would have really went in the direction that I began to go in had they not really stirred up some things in me. So those were some of the mentors. And then, of course, like like you mentioned, my grandfather, I mean, yeah. uh, all the way in Savannah and, and so many members in the family. I mean, I, I'm really blessed. Oh, yeah, I don't know where to start with that yeah. there, too. Yeah. Uh, well, we're here to honor you uh, and, and obviously your service to San Antonio at the Joshua House of Worship, again, located on West Martin Street. Again, tell us where exactly that's at. If I'm going up, uh, should I take Commerce up, or what do I do? Yes, you would, uh, if depending upon where you're coming from. But you. if, if you're at uh, downtown, you can come up Commerce, swing a right on John McMullen, come on back down uh, West Martin Street. That would be good. one way to get there. Well, uh, if we can, um, I don't mind talking about the Bible a little bit more because that's what you do well. 
I've heard you heard you say a few things there too. If you go to go to the website, what's the best website for people to find you on? JoshuaHouseOfWorship.org is our church website. Mm-hmm. And then I have a personal website, which is PastorMelKeys.com. If you don't mind, I would like to also mention, however, one of the things that God has literally been able to help me to see, because I didn't see it at first, that combination in my life is now making more sense than ever the ministry, the entrepreneurship, and the leadership. And I'm so honored that of recent time we had an opportunity to take part with a brother named Delatoro McNeil II in a reality TV show that launched just a few weeks ago. That's right. So now at the airing of this, we might be in episode five or six of six shows where I I was just honored to be a part of it. And uh, to find out more information about that is really about overcoming fears through public speaking. And it's a very dynamic, very inspiring. Mm. Anybody would watch it would be just inspired. And to find out more about that reality TV show, you can go to www.thekeynotetv.com. Well, it's a great skill, obviously, in presenting the gospel is what yes. you do. But you can in life, it helps you succeed in the business world everywhere. and and everywhere. But if if Christ can inject in your workplace, and that's yes. what it's all about, too. But go ahead and well, well, here's the point. A lot of time for a lot of you know, so well, what would a pastor need to do that for? Well, here's the thing. A lot of times we're preaching and we're teaching and we're using vocabulary and such that the church, of course, is very familiar with. Mm-hmm. But you take that same person and put them in the marketplace. If you're wise, you need to know how to be the same person, same principle, same scripture, but begin to use a different language that will be understood by unbelievers. Mm, right. So sometimes we can be so spiritual and so unwilling mm-hmm. to change anything that our message is lost is that in pride? the translation. I think it's pride and I think it's arrogance, really. Ah. And and a few other things that okay. we can't, you know, really. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, let's see. It sounds like a, a very uh, educational program, too. You can oh learn by watching this, oh uh, this program. Anybody with a message, a service, a product, mm-hmm. an idea or cause worth articulating, you'll be inspired by watching the keynote TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pastor, I, I assume that you're a counselor in, in, in what you do. Are you a life coach? I'm a life coach. I got certified with my yeah. good friend and mentor and coach, Dan Miller. Yeah, of course. Uh, yes, everybody should 48 know days. There and... you go. You go to his website. You'll get all kinds yeah. of resources. But I was certified uh, just about two years ago. Good. And uh, it has been an incredible journey. The skill sets that I've picked up along the way and then wrapping it up into his certification program has proven itself extremely valuable. Uh, if someone wanted you to speak at their men's retreat or their mm-hmm. business retreat, are you yes. open to do that? Oh, you better believe How does it. someone reach you? They can reach me through my website, which is PastorMelKeys.com, or they can email me at info at PastorMelKeys.com. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay, Pastor, let's talk about uh, the church one more time. Uh, What is going to happen in the next five years, ten years? What do you see happening to the Joshua House of Worship? I know that the past two years God gave us a theme. We, we, We put it on a board. We brainstormed it. God had literally given us a direction that was we were unified about. And our theme for this year and last year was back to the basics, Christian soldiers in the making. Mm. We wanted to be very fundamental about everything we would teach, everything we would preach. 
We did not want to do anything fancy, anything flashy. Just understand what is it that that it means to be a Christian? Mm -hmm. What is it that it means to serve the Lord? What is it that it means to be a member of God's church? So we've been very intentional about explaining those things to the fullest extent possible. Well, God has literally spoken to my heart. And for next year, we're going to be dealing with this one theme, possess the land. Amen. So for the next five years, Everything that we have been really cultivating for the foundation, for the basics, now we're going to implement. So it's implementation time over the next five years for us at the Joshua House of Worship. Well, you just said it. There's no coincidence that the name Joshua is uh, in the name there, too. He might have been known to take some land in in his day. That's right. (laughs) That's right. By design. That's right. It was in his inheritance. There you go. I I heard you talking about that Mm -hmm. in there. Uh, Pastor Mel Keyes, uh, pastor at uh, Joshua House of Worship. Again, you can uh, learn more uh, by visiting their website. One more time, joshuahouseofworship.org. Very good. And uh, uh, on Facebook, of course, you can find them there. Friend, in fact, you can probably see a picture of uh, Pastor Mel Keyes and myself there as he's uh, doing the good social media thing there. So you're you're living in the 21st century but yes. teaching it old school and, uh, <laughs> and uh, keeping it in the Word all the time there. Um, I want to ask, uh, how can we, people that are listening right now, lift your arms and pray for you? How can, how can we lift up the Joshua House of Worship? Thank you. That's a very dear question. Pray for our wisdom. God has entrusted us with much. We're a small church, but I believe we are making a big impact, and it's about to get huge mm-hmm. from what he's impressed upon my heart. And I want to be a good steward of everything that he's given us to do. And it's going to take wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Melchiz, we're, we're, it goes by so fast here, too. Is there anything else left on your heart that we want to do a little shout-out to anybody? Or, uh, or uh, again, just I just want to thank you for your service to our country again, uh, but more importantly to your, your service to the kingdom and uh, in, in helping the community and uh, saving souls and for investing in the lives of children and making, you know, empowering the next generation yourself there, too. We're just honored to have you here as our KSR Church of the Week. Thank you, sir. Thank you, my brother. And we say God bless you. Listen, if you missed the first part of this conversation, podcast is up and ready to go at kslr.com. Just click on our Church of the Week um, tab, and there you'll see Mel Keys and uh, Joshua House of Worship. And we appreciate you listening to the KSLR Church of the Week with Joshua House of Worship and Pastor Mel Keys. I'm Baron Wiley saying thank you so much for listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM 630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.